Hey y'all, welcome to Voices of the Body, the podcast. My name is Ashley Elaine and I will be your guide as you build awareness of your body's voice. This episode, we're talking about the power in your no. Mm. If we can be honest though, some of our yeses have brought us into some very unhealthy spaces with some very unhealthy people that we're still healing from and that's okay. The lessons have been learned and now we are learning that there is power in our no. So prepare your mind, your body, and your soul as we get into this episode. Welcome to Voices of the Body. So, I want you to just find a space to be still, just for a little minute. And take a big breath in and release. One more big breath in and release. And one more big breath in and release. And you have the option here to bring your gaze down your nose or to completely close your eyes if you're in a space where this is allowed for you to be. Um, If not, you can keep your eyes open and just allow your gaze to um, just follow my voice and follow uh, the words. I want to invite you to bring your attention and your awareness to your belly. Here resides your willpower, your divine truth, and your purpose. What feels aligned to you? What feels true? Ask yourself the question, who am I? Sounds do I do the things I say yes to align with this space in my body? What do I feel in this space in my body when I say no? So take a big breath in and release. One more big breath in and release. 
And one more big breath in. And release. And now bring your attention and your awareness to your throat area. Your throat is connected to your hearing. When you speak your truth, where do you feel it in your body? What does it feel like in your body when you're speaking your truth? What does your voice feel and sound like when you're speaking your truth? What does your voice feel and sound like when you say no? When you say yes to the things that align with your true self, what does that feel like in your body? And allow yourself to take another set of breath, big inhale and exhale. One more big inhale and exhale. And last one, big inhale and exhale. And just affirm yourself here in this space. I love and accept myself. I am open, clear, and honest in my communication. I feel my own power. I have the strength to let my no be no and my yes be yes. I align myself with a healthy yes. I listen to my body and my truth speaks. I am at peace with myself and my purpose. I'll read them again. I love and accept myself. I am open, clear, and honest in my communication. I feel my own power. I have the strength to let my no be no and my yes be yes. I align myself with healthy yeses. I listen to my body and my truth speaks. I am at peace with myself and my purpose. And welcome as we move into our topic for today. Um, so allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ashley Elaine and I am a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> um, yeah, people pleasing is the devil. <laughs> if that wasn't straightforward and direct. Um, People-pleasing is so unhealthy. It allows you to stay in codependent relationships um, and allows you to stay in spaces where you are constantly burnt out. You are constantly spinning your wheels. You have no space or time or energy for yourself. You have no space and time and energy for the things that you are called to do, right? The things that you're supposed to do. Um, the more you are unaware of being a people pleaser, the deeper you sink into being 
the yes woman, yes man for everybody, everybody, everybody. It could be at work. It could be in your family. It could be in your friend circle. It could be with strangers. Like you just, you just want to say yes to everybody. Um, also, I believe that somewhere within like people pleasing, um, there's like a savior complex, right? There's, we say yes because we feel like, or somewhere in there we say yes because we feel like, oh yeah, I could get that done. Oh yeah, I could do that. Oh yeah, like I can, I can help that person. Oh yeah, I can save that person. Oh yeah, like I can be like, I love being the person that everybody needs. No, no, you shouldn't be the person that everybody needs. That's very unhealthy because when it's time for you to need, for you to need you, there's no time for that, right? There's no, there's no room for you to just be with you. Um, being a, a people pleaser can put you in some, some not so healthy spaces, right? Um, and I call myself a recovering people pleaser because I've, I've done the work to actually realize that I say yes to a lot of things that are like not in alignment with me and yes to a lot of people that are not in alignment with me. And like, I'm a very patient person, both and it gets tested when I do say yes. And then once it gets tested, I'm like, I wish I didn't say yes because I could feel in my body that this wasn't going to go the way it was articulated to go or how I envisioned it to go. Um, but yeah, so being a people pleaser, like I've had this experience at work, right? It's like you just do and do and do. So working in the social work field, like, yes, there is a level of compassion and empathy and and go that you have to have uh, when servicing families or connecting the resources, all of that, right? Both and, there is a space where we have to say no so that they can grow. <laughs> when we don't say no, we are now, again, that savior complex, when we don't say no, to people, places, and things, we don't allow, well, people, let's stay with people because I don't know if places can really grow. Well, if you think of a job, but people, right? If we don't say no to people, we are allowing ourselves to be what it is that they actually need, right? That, like, you and you'll know when the no is necessary like you like y'all y'all sitting here looking at me crazy on your or listening shaking your head if you want to like y'all know when you just be like okay yes like nah bro sis that should have been a no like a straight up no because when we don't give people the no that they need we stunt their growth and that's how that savior complex comes in because we're saying, oh no, you don't need to actually learn this lesson. I'm gonna teach it to you for you. That's not how that works. Like we are not God. And to be honest, I don't want his job. Like I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't want God's job because that's too many people in the world that he gotta 
protect and heal and, and, and provide and do all the things for and teach lessons to like all at the same time. Like he got a big job. I don't want his job. I want his promptings, right? I want his truth. I want his healing. I want an image of what he has. I don't want the full shebang. Like I don't want his job. I want to be a descendant of what he created, right? I don't want to do what he's supposed to be doing. So there's, it's one thing when we pray for something and ask for something and God delivers it through people, right? Cause God uses people to help and heal and provide people for people. It's another thing when this person is just flat out, like not trying to do the work for themselves. And we put ourselves in a position to do it for them. The other side of the people pleasing and like not saying no is, um, oh my God, my leg is asleep already. Um, the other side to that is not understanding when we're empty. I said it in an episode um, before that, you know, like if your car, the it, like the, the oil is low in your car and it's just like, oh, I'm going to keep driving. No, like th- it's the equivalent to just saying yes and yes and yes and yes to all these things that are depleting you and not leaving room for yourself. Like somebody that works Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what day do you have for yourself to rest? What day, like, and where in one of those days do you allow yourself space to just be present, right? Because there's, there's awakening in the stillness that we allow ourselves. There's space, like the space that we allow ourselves to be still, to be quiet and to rest. That's when downloads are happening. That's when we're able to really hear and see and understand. So if you're in this like constant cycle of no sleep, no sleep, team, no sleep, no sleep, or yes, I'm gonna say yes to this and yes to that and yes to this and yes to that. Even mm, I was having this conversation with my homegirl D the other day, right? Just coming to the space of, yes, I need money. I also need rest. If I don't rest, I'm not going to have the functionality of my limbs and my body and my energy to make money. So I'm going to rest and trust that God is going to bring me what I need in the form of what is uh, in the form of how he needs me to make it right. Because we can work, work, work and say yes to all these opportunities, say yes to all these people, say yes to all these places. Are they fulfilling you? Are they fulfilling your soul? Are they fulfilling your truth? Are they fulfilling what is divinely, what you're divinely connected to accomplishing and pursuing and doing, right? Are they depleting you? Are the favors that you keep saying yes to, um, to people, are they, and not saying that we have to get something out of every single thing that we do for somebody, There should be some type of fulfillment and joy in doing it, right? Joy is everlasting. Like happiness is attached to what's happening, right? When you're not happy, do you still have joy? 
So it's like, I'm happy doing this podcast. I'm also joyful doing it, right? There might be days where I'm just like, oh, I got like a hundred million things to do. I know I need to get it done. I want to deliver. I enjoy doing it. Joy, right? I still do it because I enjoy it. Enjoy. I do everything in joy. Instead of E-N-J-O-Y, I-N, joy, right? If there's no joy in you helping and serving and all these yeses that you're giving out, why are you doing it? Savior complex. Savior complex. We have to also remember that like, as we continue this awareness journey, AKA healing journey, there's going to be spaces where something from our childhood is still attached to us. So trying to like, there are spaces where we say yes to try and get attention, to try and get likes, to try and get people to say, oh yeah, they helped me. And like, the one thing I can't stand is when people like give money to the homeless and like record themselves doing it. It's like, are you, and then post it on social media. It's like, so did you do this for clout or did you do this because you enjoy doing it because you are a servant of God? Like everything that we do doesn't have to be broadcasted. So why was your yes in recording this? Right. I can see if it was like a big event that you that was taking place and it was like, yeah, we 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 made all these meals and packed them and like put them together with care packages, self uh, hygiene packages and went out into the community and like delivered them to like 500 people like that's big. That's huge. Like that's something that's needed on record because the community needs to know that they're taken care of and that that organization, if not that one, another one will do something similar, something the same, like they're like, they'll be taken care of. They'll get what they need. Right. And that scripture, um, when you lend to the poor, you're giving back to God. So uh, he don't say nothing in there about recording what you're doing to that one homeless person on the street that you just gave $20 to. Like stuff like that is kind of like, hmm, save your complex. You want likes, we get it, right? What do you do when nobody is watching, right? Because when you think about who you are when nobody is watching, that in turn shows what people, uh, what, what people see you say no to, hmm. What you do when nobody is watching shows when people are watching what you say no to and what you say yes to, right? Your moral compass should be the same when nobody's watching and when people are watching. Point blank, period. So one thing like I, my, he's not my husband anymore. So one thing that my uh, spouse does or did that I enjoy doing still is give money to kids when we're out and about. 
And I love doing that because I love kids. I loved seeing him do this because it wasn't broadcasted. It wasn't being done to say, hey, look what I can do. Look, look, look at, look at my heart. It's like, nah, like you're actually doing this because you enjoy doing it. Like, and I've adopted that because I enjoy doing it. Like, I already love kids, right? I already love, like, I'm sitting there in the store playing peekaboo with them and making them laugh and, like, getting their attention, making healthy eye contact with them and talking to them, right? And that is, like, just another extra thing that I enjoy doing because to see kids get money, like they think they're the richest thing ever. They like to give a kid a dollar, they think they just hit the lotto. When really you can't even go to the dollar store now and spend that on anything because everything's a dollar twenty-five. Both and, right? Just just the matter of doing something that I enjoy that gives back to something bigger than me, right? That's where that's the difference between what your yes is and what your no is. Are you taking yourself out of the equation, right? Joy, like I said, joy is everlasting. God is everlasting. So when we're giving, when we're saying yes to things, we're saying yes to things that are going to be everlasting, right? What we need and want are never going to be in the same, are going to be in two different places, and what we desire and deserve are never going to be in two different places. It's the same with what we enjoy and what our yeses need to consist of that are going to grow into something long term, right? That Those kids will never forget what that made them feel like. That is going to be an everlasting feeling for them. And that will be an everlasting feeling for myself and my spouse, right? Because... To give without, like a kid can't give me a dollar back. It's a kid. They don't have money. Their parents have money, right? So to give something with no expectation of anything in return, that's the yes that I'm willing to give. To give something with so much joy and to see it bless somebody, that's the yes I'm willing to give, right? Some other yeses that we should be giving are ones that will, and that aligns with my true self, right? To be able to give is like, I'm a giver. I am a giver. Sometimes I give way too much, but I'm a giver. There is no but, both and, I'm a giver, right? It makes me happy to see other people happy. It makes me joyful to see other people find joy, right? Leading them to that, talking to them, having those conversations with them, being a listening ear to them. Those are the things that make me joyful, right? I also believe that joy and happiness are incongruent with each other also. Like they're, they're on the same block. They might be not, they might not be like in the same row house, but they're like their row houses are next to each other not like attached to each other, right? Because again, happiness can always be tied to something that's happening. So what if nothing's happening? What if you're just being still? Do you still have joy, right? So as a recovering recovering people pleaser, 
I have had to learn how to say no, right? And how I've been able to do that is really, really, really listening to my body, like really tapping into my nervous system and my gut, right? That solar plexus area, the, in the beginning of our meditation, where I guided you towards um, bringing your attention and your awareness to your belly. That is where your willpower is. That is where your spirit, your soul lives. That is where conversations are being had with your body about, no, this ain't, this ain't it. Or yes, 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 do that. Do that thing that makes you leap, right? There's a leaping in the belly. And then there's like, a stomach ache when something is not right for us. Somewhere along the line, I've missed a lot of those signals and that's okay because I've done my healing work, continuing to do my healing work and this is why I'm here. So one thing I will say is that yoga has allowed me to really tap into my body um, yoga has allowed me to really heal that solar plexus, my, my willpower space, and really listen to what it's telling me. For a very long time, I sat in an angry space, and that was like one of the emotions, I've said this before, that I would always feel. After a while, I would start tapping into my body and listening to what it was telling me, but I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my intuition. I didn't trust my gut. I didn't trust what my body was saying to me. It was, it was, it was all new, right? It's literally my body coming out of traumatic experiences and trying to reintegrate within the world, right? It's been in a prison for so long, trapped in all these other, all these other words and feelings like not a lot of different other feelings but it's been trapped in a place where it couldn't hear there was no alignment with my mind body and soul right there was no there wasn't any joining there wasn't any communication that was sacred within my body outside like I, like I second guessed all of my intuition every piece of it and I've had to learn that no girl like that is a power of yours like your intuition was built for you to protect yourself and to keep yourself away from being in harm and being in danger and being depleted right so over time I've had to learn how to trust my gut trust my gut I'm still working through that right it's it's we're like we're never we're never fully healed. I'm still human, right? Still living this human experience. I still know that trusting my gut is my superpower. Like I'm starting to trust it more than I'm not able to trust it, if that makes sense. Um, so yes, once I got into a place where I could trust my gut and trust that something was no longer working for me or trust that I needed to say no to something, I was able to pull the plug quickly, right? Like I'm, I'm definitely one of those people uh, within the last few years who will change their mind quickly. Like I changed my mind. 
I change my mind. I don't care how it makes anybody else feel. I change my mind. Um, why? And I change it quickly, very quickly. Like I can say yes to something today and then tomorrow wake up and be like, no, that's not, that's not the move. Like that's not it. And that's okay. Like a lot of people don't like it. Some people say it's, uh, it's not a, like, I'm not loyal. No, I, like I said, I've, I've, I've built my relationship with my intuition. I've built my relationship with my body and I choose to rest. And sometimes in rest, is when I get my real answer. So now I've also been moving into this space where somebody will ask me to come do yoga at a event or um, ask me if I'm available to teach something or just, you know, checking in on me to see if I can do X, Y, and Z. Instead of giving them an answer right then and there, unless I know for sure that it's something that I want to do and or that I'm available to do it when they're asking me to do it, I say, and you can write this down, hey, thank you so much for thinking of me. When do you need an answer by? Can I let you know by tomorrow? Why are we rushing to say yes? Like what is what is the what is desi- what is the desired outcome to us saying yes? Now, as I said earlier, me and my homegirl was talking about like when it comes to money, right? We're always so quick to say yes to stuff. Not all good money. Not all money is good money. Not all opportunities bring what they're supposed to not all opportunity opportunities are good opportunities so why are we rushing to say yes right like and like i said unless it completely and wholeheartedly aligns with your truth your calling your passion your desires like all of that right because because if we're constantly operating out of need we're always going to say yes to things even when they don't feel good, even when they don't feel right, even when they're harming, right? If we're, if we're constantly operating out of need, the only way, the only place we should be operating out of need is rest. Because we can't really do anything else if we don't do that, right? The only place we should be operating out of is the need to be still. Because you can't really hear anything and feel what you need to if you don't give your space yourself the space to be still, right? So, like, what, like, ask yourself that question: Why do I say yes so quickly? What have you said yes to that now you're like, mm, this was not the move. I shouldn't have said yes. I shouldn't have said yes, right? And call me what you want to, but that includes like stuff from family, stuff from friends, events, vacations, like all those things. Like, what is it like, like, why are we so quick to say yes to everything? Listen, the minute I started saying no, people thought something was wrong with me. They were like, oh, are you having a bad day? I'm actually having a wonderful day. I'm just going to say no to this because I don't think this is what I need to be doing. This doesn't align with my values. 
this takes away from me preserving my energy. So yes, I'm having a wonderful day. I'm having an even more wonderful day because I've discovered that I can say no, right? It's like the, the toddlers, oh my God, toddlers. They're like, I feel like the first word they're ready to just start saying out loud, like from the womb. Like I feel like once, once a child is in the womb, they are ready and prepared to tell us no, like with no, with, with no explanation. That's the other thing. Like with no explanation. So babies are like, they're ready to, I, I just, I just, I just feel it on. I just, spirit is with me on this. I just feel it that babies from the womb are ready to just start telling people no. They just, they're just ready. They're just ready. And I believe, mm, I believe that's where the disconnection begins, right? Because with toddlers, we're trying to get them to do something we want them to do when really they have no concept of even what that is. They want to explore and play the way that they want to. And when we try to make them do something different, they say, no, why are we forcing them to do something different? They're exploring, they're playing. They're, they're trying to see the texture of the food and what happens if I throw it. Now we can tell them that we don't, you know, throwing food is not okay. We have to eat it, right? As a parent, you should be prepared to hear the word no a lot and to have food all over the place because they explore. I say this now, but if I swear to you, if I have, when I have more kids, the first piece of food that gets launched across the room. Well, let me take that back because my first child, he would—he didn't throw food. Praise God Almighty. He was not a food thrower. He was not drawing on the walls. Uh, his no was strong, though. I allowed him to say no. I allowed him to, to be that child to say no, right? Because we forget that children are little humans they have personality just like we do as adults they have characters like they have characteristics that we have as adults so them saying no to you trying to get them to like do something that they don't really want to do in that moment like if they're playing with the blocks let them play with the blocks they're discovering they're trying to figure something out you probably caught them in mid mid uh, brain discovery or something and they're like no they just don't have the rest of the language and articulation to say I'm in the middle of something I'm in the middle of playing right that's a whole nother conversation on parental awareness whole whole other conversation um yeah but I'm 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 convinced that babies are like the minute they're formed in the womb, they're like, yeah, we get to say no. We get to come out and say no to everybody. So yeah, another part of that is when you start saying no, you really don't have to give an explanation. Like one thing I value is that no is a whole sentence by itself. And I've had to move away from that. So I'm working on like when I'm asking for help, which I, I hate asking for help. I'm working on when I'm asking for help, not having to give like this whole backstory because I will send you a dissertation on why I need you to help me. 
right? And I value the people who, like, once I do that, they just give me the help that I need in that moment and don't ask me any other questions because nine times out of ten, they already know that I'm struggling asking for help because I don't ask for it. So, yeah. The same thing with your no. You owe nobody an explanation. As long as your no is coming from a truthful place, a non-harming place, and an authentic place, there's there's no there's no backstory needed for your no. Right? I have started doing that. Like when I'm getting asked to teach yoga classes, if I just feel like that particular class style is something I don't want to teach, right? And I'm I'm moving into a space where it's like, okay, well now I know what it is that I want to teach. Like I want to be an authentic teacher. So I'm moving away from teaching a certain style of, of yoga classes that I feel like don't align with me as a teacher anymore, yet still align with me in my own personal practice somewhere in there. Um, so in me wanting to stay authentic to my teachings and what I give to people, right? I want to only teach a certain style of class. So now as I'm being asked to teach a certain style, like teach other styles of classes, it's just like, mm, I don't really align with that anymore. And I'm going to pass on that because I don't want to be in a space where I'm being asked to do something, I say yes, and now my heart's not in it. Like I'm really being lax with it and not allowing my true authentic style, my true authentic teachings to come forth, right? There's a season where, yeah, probably would have been just, you know, BS'd my way through it and still delivered what I needed to, right? But my whole heart isn't in it, right? I want to continue to do work where my heart is in it, where my soul is in it, where my passion is in it and where it's going to be a blessing to others and not feel and be a blessing to me and not feel like a burden to me and like I just threw something together for others, right? I want I want I want everything to be done with intention. So we should be giving our yeses with intention. We should be saying no with intention. Um yeah. Do everything with intention. Do everything with intention. So I have some notes here. Um, just three different three different reasons why your no is powerful. Okay. So number one, the power in your no keeps you authentic. Right? When we say no, we are allowing our true selves to be seen. We are allowing what is true, what is real, what is honest to us um, be known, right? When you say no, you're saying that this opportunity does not serve me, it does not do me well, and I will not be able to put my full effort, energy, and um, character into this opportunity, into this friendship, into this marriage, into this 
what you, whatever this favor whatever it is that is being asked of you right you can say no when you don't have the resources right They're like the like living living is kind of tough right now if you don't have the resources like that needs to be an automatic no right it's one thing if like so spirit led right spirit led is also the prompting of okay, this person just asked me for something. I only have this, but spirit has led me to do it anyway, right? When something is also spirit-led, you're still going to, you, you like you might not enjoy it as much, right? But it's still going to give you um, the obedience that was needed in that moment to do what spirit asked you to do. Because obedience leads to us gaining what it is that we truly need, right? And it's those deeper things. It's not the material things. It's not the money. It's the discipline. It's the hearing. It's the connection, right? Building that connection to your authentic self, which is also listening to your spirit, which is who has who has created you, right? So when you are... When you allow yourself the position and the power to say no, right, you're gaining power back. You're gaining what you need to be able to say, you know what, this doesn't serve me. This doesn't align with my values or my truth. And I can't do this for you. And that's okay. You have to be okay with it. Like saying no, for some reason, like society has told us that saying no means you're like a mean person or a rude person. It's like, nah, like if it doesn't, if it doesn't align, it doesn't align. Like it, it, and, and again, like you don't even have to be receiving anything back from what you're being asked to do or give. If it doesn't align, it doesn't align. Keep yourself authentic. Stay true to what your body is telling you. Stay true to what your 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 soul, your gut is telling you. All right? Number 2, it makes room for your yeses. When you say no, it makes room for your yeses. Imagine being so depleted from giving all these yeses to people who are ungrateful, undeserving, keep coming to you and don't make any changes within themselves they're showing no progress and then that one person comes along that actually needs what you just literally gave away imagine because so now you're saying to this person oh you know what i wish i had this this and this to be able to give you you know i like now all you can do is give them a prayer Meanwhile, you've gave out all, like you've depleted yourself for all these other people, like those other nine, 10 people who didn't even say thank you, who are unappreciative, right? The event was like, was nothing came of it. It wasn't like they, like it was just, y'all get where I'm going. It, it's just not like you've just depleted yourself. You've depleted your resources. You've depleted what, you, what you're able to give. And then that one person comes along that doesn't even ask you that you could have 
you could have been a blessing to and can't because you've depleted all of what you had. Making room for your yes means opportunities that you are saying yes to probably need a no because they're not truly aligning with yourself. Like I, I, I threw my hat in the ring to, um, to work with a franchise and it wasn't aligning. It wasn't aligning at all. Like it just wasn't like something was just off. Something was just very off. Like I couldn't even describe it, right? So I let the person know that, you know, thank you for the opportunity. I'm going to have to decline because it just isn't aligning. And one thing about me when it comes to like what I'm building, I want to be authentic. I want to be real. I want to be honest. I want to be true to myself, my journey, um, the things that I desire, how I want my life to look, how I want to live, where I want to live, what I want to drive, who I want to service, all of the things, all of the things. And saying yes, I feel like wouldn't have allowed me to be authentic it would have it would have brought me in lots of money right but what is money if i'm not happy like what is what is what is the money if i'm like not living authentically hmm like gaining the whole world to lose thyself I don't, I don't want to lose myself. I fought too hard to find myself, right? At least find my high, like this, this version of me that I'm at now, like, like literally in this moment, I've, I've literal blood, sweat and tears to get to this woman, this, this woman that you are listening to. So why would I... Why, like why, like sell my soul for what? Make mad money for what? If it's not in alignment with what I'm actually called to. Like I'm called to do yoga. I'm called to be a guide. I'm called to um, having a studio. I'm called to all those, all the things, right? That doesn't mean that this particular opportunity was going to also allow me to enjoy it and do it in joy, Right. Because the last thing I want is what is is for yoga to become a job to where now I'm just like teaching 50 million classes a week and now I'm no longer enjoying it. So that's also the reason why y'all don't really see me teaching much. I rather do workshops. I rather do like sessions like. Cause it's like a lot, like the, the populations I'm trying to reach, they, they don't understand yoga. They don't understand yoga. They don't, they don't like a lot of them are coming from church backgrounds. They don't understand yoga. So my yes has to be, it has to be strategic. My yes to certain opportunities has to be on point because there is 
there's generations that I'm trying to make sure don't inherit the curses and, and the damage and the trauma that I've had to heal from the generations before me, right? There's, there's, there's contracts, soul contracts that I've had to break that haven't been broken before me that I'm trying to make sure the generations after me don't have to engage in, right? So the populations I'm really trying to reach, they don't, they don't understand yoga. So a workshop, a two, three hour uh, deep dive is where I thrive, right? For booking opportunities, please email me at bookaeyoga at ashleyelaine.me. Just throwing that in there. <laughs> but yeah, like I like I have to I have to I have to be strategic about who I'm called to service, right? Again, fantabulous franchise. Fantabulous franchise. There's not one bad thing I can say about them. I love them to pieces. They are my first forever yoga family. Both and who they service is not who I'm called to service. That's just what it is, right? So me saying no, and also like the loan I would have had to take out, I would have been pissed if I took out a loan for something that didn't, I, that didn't bring me joy that like it just depleted my joy right like it wouldn't no like I'm not doing that I got enough loan problems we over here really trying to figure out what Biden doing with these student loans and a little ten thousand dollars is not enough I got enough loan problems so like I'm patient I'm patient on this thing because it has to like the divine kissing and meeting because I keep saying no to all these opportunities that are shining and look like what my yes needs to be, right? But it's what's behind the shiny glass that is what I have to pay attention to that's gonna make me say no. Because I need to preserve myself and my yes for when the opportunity comes, for when that right person comes and says, I wanna invest in you. Here's X, Y, Z, let's get it done. Go do what you do. I need to be able to be preserved and in a space where I'm not trying to now break this one contract and break this relationship up so that I can, you know, like I'm, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm like a clean slate over here. Like there's nothing, there's nothing on it. What you trying to do? Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's go heal the masses, right? Which leads me to my next point, self-preservation, right? When we say yes to everything, we're saying no to us. Like you're saying no to yourself. I've said no so many times to people this past three months, like to the point where people probably think I got a problem. I don't have no problem. Like I need to say yes to me because I've said yes to everybody else for so long and yes to everybody else's problems for so long. And not even talking about like work and my calling. Like I have like I need to say yes to those things. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to I need to say yes to me so that I can say yes to my purpose. Can say yes to uh what what actually needs my energy, right? Even if I'm not doing anything. 
I can say no to you and say yes to myself chilling on the couch and watching New York Undercover all night. Because that's my rest. I love New York Undercover, by the way. Like, I'm in, the, I'm in this such nostalgic, like, space right now. I love it. Self-preservation, like, also limits distractions, right? When we are able to limit our distractions, whoo, the power, the power that you gain and just limiting your distractions, right? Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. That's Proverbs 4, 25 and 26, right? Let your eyes look forward. When your eyes are looking forward, there's nothing for you to, there, there's nothing else for you to look at or give attention to. If it's not, like if it's offset, so my therapist gave me this really good um, analogy, right? Instead of saying, oh, I just took, I just took two steps back. It's like, no, say you, you, you stepped off to the side for a minute. I was just like, oh, I love that, right? It takes this blame thing out the way of, oh, I just did so horrible. I just did so bad. Why am I doing this? Blah, 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 blah. Nah, boo, you like you you took a step to the side. So to like kind of use that analogy in a different sense, right? If if while you're on your path, you have to turn your head because something has distracted you or the 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 yes that you have to give has made you like take your eyes off of your gaze, right? Take your eyes off of where you should be focusing. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Like, it should just be in your path. Like, what video game is it? I don't want to say Mario Brothers, but there's a video game that we used that I used to play when I was younger. Like, me and my brother used to play it where, like, the money, like, it was a card game, but, like, the money was in the street. So, like, every time you would drive, like, you hit, like you can like you can like as long as you are going straight you can move into the left lane or the right lane and like to get like stars or money it was something it was something to that nature that's how your focus needs to be that's how it should be for you like that's just how it all should be right you should like saying no limits your distractions it, it keeps you focused. Now, if the thing that you're potentially wanting to say yes to is in divine alignment with your path, absolutely, right? You still want to count, a count that cost of your energy, your time, your creativity, your commitment, because to all my creators out there, nobody wants to create something that's not in alignment with them. Like at that point, you're probably not even going to create it. Right. Sometimes when I'm, I'm building stuff or creating something, the first thing I do is go to Canva and say, OK, what does this look like in color? And if the if what I what if what I can see in my head comes out in color in like a graphic, oh, baby, we finna like we're going in. There's something behind that. Right. Um, let your yes be your yes and let your no be your no. 
When you say yes to God, you're saying yes to what is divinely for you. When you say yes to the things that are for you, that align with you, that feel good in your body, right? You're saying yes to God. You're saying yes to you. You're saying yes to your purpose. You're saying yes to the greater good, right? So yeah, remember your no is powerful. It's okay to say no. The only person that needs your yes on a day-to-day basis is you. You should be saying yes to you first and foremost before anybody else, before anybody else. Yes to you to explore, to be adventurous, to dive into the things that bring you into joy, right? Yes to the things that align you with your purpose and your calling and your creativity, your divine character, all the things, all the things. So remember, there's power in your no. And it's okay for you to say no with no explanation. Thank you for tapping in with me on this episode of Voices of the Body. I love you for free. Namaste. Drive.